Hello, and welcome back. It's been a while. This is the weekly recap. This is week, uh, or episode, I guess, number... 137? Okay, that's a guess. Everybody's yeah. guessing tonight. Yep. Um, we're, uh, we're getting welcome back Welcome back. Course. We are, yeah, we're back. <laughs> it's been, what, a couple of weeks now, I guess. I mean, I haven't been on a podcast in, in a few weeks now. And there are reasons for that. As, uh, you know, everybody gets busy. I was busy. Had some stuff going on. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy to be back. It's just me and Nick tonight. This is true. And we've got, uh, we've got some exciting events, uh, happening in the world. Uh, March Madness has just kicked off. True. And Ohio State's already eliminated. So, woo, for people that hate Ohio State. Yeah. That, uh, that's incredible. They're a two seed and they lost to a 15 seed. But this, it feels like a weird year. This felt like if, if like if a one seed hadn't lost to a 16 seed a couple of years back in Virginia, I feel like this would have been the year for that to be more likely than ever, just because it's such a strange situation and everybody's trying to, you know, become accustomed to the new normal as it were. Oh yeah. My favorite term, your favorite term. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're back. Um, we, we wanted to, uh, keep the content train rolling to some extent. I mean, it, it came to a screeching halt over the last week and a half here, but we're happy to be back. Uh, happy to be drinking. Nick, always good to see you. Jake, uh, it's a pleasure having speak. you on. Um, I got to say a big shout out to our, our last episode guest, uh, Logan Hammercock for a wonderful conversation. We had a great time with him. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go check it out. One thirty six. Um, I did verify this is episode 137. Jake is back on the horse. He's drinking a new brewery to us. First time on the podcast, right? Uh, it must be. Uh, it's because it's been a few weeks and I, I've just recently gotten into these guys. So this is a brewery, a out of, brewery out of uh, uh, San Jose. This is called Narrative Fermentations. Um, I had had a beer from, I, I think that I mentioned them at one point, but I hadn't gotten any four packs at the time that I mentioned them. So I've gotten a, a few four packs. I have actually a couple of beers left over from a, a, another four pack that I got last week. I think uh, there's a couple of beers that I've been drinking. This one is called lavish. Uh, I think that they just released this. I talked to one of the guys last week and they said that they were running out of beer, but they had some new releases coming up. And I believe this was a part of that. This is a DDH IPA comes in at like seven and a half percent. It's a hazy IPA. Very delicious. Very fruity. Um, I, if I had the can on me, I could read off the hops, but it's, you know, all the standard IPA hops, Simcoe, you know, uh, Citra is probably in there as well. Strata. Strata is a big, is like a huge West Coast hop. I feel like a lot of people out here are doing that. When I was up in Bend, I feel like every other brewery up there had some kind of strata based ipa where it was either just strata or strata with some kind of you know base hops um but yeah they they've uh i i don't i hate to just completely uh take a dump on the entire beer scene in san jose but i have been less than thrilled as uh anybody who listens knows and has heard over the last couple of months here really the last like year uh, but I finally found these guys. I had a, a beer from them at like a tap room maybe a month ago. 
and I was like, oh, this would be, you know, these guys are really good. Like this, this beer could be, could be great. And I didn't realize that they had a tap room. So I looked them up a couple of weeks ago and, and, and found them. And, uh, I've had some IPAs. I've had some pale ales from them. Uh, the, the other beer that I have from them is called Mike check and, and check is spelled C Z E C H. Love that. Pilsner. Love that. Uh, so good stuff. Um, the, the can art is kind of like all over the place. It's kind of a, uh, uh, you know, hodgepodge of various things, but they, they do produce the best beer in San Jose, in my opinion. And, uh, anybody listening on the West coast should definitely look, look them up. That is Jake approved breweries. So, that's awesome. I'm glad that you found somewhere local that actually does good beer. <laughs> um, They're right, right by me, too. It's like a mile away. Oh, so that's awesome. I'm always excited to find find close places. I can't walk there. I mean, I, if I really wanted to, I guess I could. But it's uh, it's nice to have something that's, like, really close by. I mean, I, you know, we're not going to get, you know, as close as I was to Winter Hill, when I was living in Boston. Right. But, but you were literally right across the street. So I don't expect you to quite but, literally, but a 15 minute walk I, in an, on a nice day, you know, when you're already out and about that ain't that bad, you know? So yeah, it kind of sucks. Cause it's not like in the city. I, I sort of wish that they had at least like a tap room somewhere that I could like, just go grab a beer. But again, we're living in weird times right now. So it's not, it's not like I'm going out and having drinks alone all that often. So uh, again, like you said, great to find something that's close by. I'm excited about them. I will continue to patronize them. Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear it. Um, I gotta say I reached for a sour tonight because I have a lot of them loading up my fridge right now. And I went with for the first beer of the episode, because I'm sure I'm going to have another. It is Friday night. We're recording. It's great. I love it. Uh, I got the candy sour or candied sour version 1.6 from abjuration brewing right across the bridge from my house over in McKee's rocks. This one is pink, uh, starburst. I believe that sounds right. I think you've had it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I got a four pack of it and I was going to split it with some friends and they decided that they got their own. So I kept it all, but not really a problem being that it is a fantastic beer. Uh, it is very tart, more tart than a Starburst candy for sure. But the flavor is spot fucking on when it comes to it tasting like a pink Starburst. So that's what I take away from this is it's like if you got like sour Starburst, like do they make those? Is that a thing? I'm sure that they do. Okay. So if that's the case, if you find a pink sour Starburst, that's what this is. And I mean, the color on it is really ugly. If you can't see it there, Jake, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, this. it almost looks like in the, in the light, it sort of looks like an IPA, but it's probably like a really like pale orange yeah, kind of color. Yeah. It, it's like a weird, like grapefruit juice color. And I don't hate it, but visually I want it to be pink. You know, I want it to be like neon pink and <laughs> that's just how I feel about it. But it is 5.6% alcohol. It is very smooth. I like, okay. It's not very smooth because it does have that tart tinge at the end, but I could have more than one of these in a night for sure. So 
cheers to abjuration for absolutely killing. I will say this, um, sort of piggyback off of that. I am not sure that I can remember the last time I had a sour beer. It's been quite a long time. I had, I think that I had one when I first moved to San Jose, I was looking for breweries as one does. Uh, Certainly. found Camino, which I've mentioned a handful of times, um, which has now been surpassed by narrative fermentations, uh, on the Jake's favorite breweries in San Jose list. Uh, Camino is still coming in at second, uh, but they don't really, they're not doing the, the release type stuff that you see back on the East coast or, or for some of the bigger names out here in California. Yeah. Um, they had a sour that I think was like a, it was like a cucumber lime sour or something like that. I feel like those flavors traditionally go together or people try to put them in sours pretty often. And I think I had that at this point, it had to have been a year ago or, or 10 months or something like that. But it's just not something that I really reach for much anymore. And I like, I hate to just go full on with a four pack. If I don't know what it's going to taste like, I saw one at narrative fermentations tonight. They had, I think they had seven or eight different cans on, uh, on sale, but I just, I'm not really drawn to that much anymore. I don't know what it is. I, I just like, I just want like a crisp, clean IPA that like, is just going to, you know, kind of be a good filler, you know, a, a, you know, if I'm drinking a beer on a Monday or a Tuesday or something to, to wind down after work, like, I don't know if I want to sour. I don't know if I want to pick that as my beer of choice. That's a very good point. And I think that a lot of times what I go for with sours is something that I can share. Um, and what I mean by that is not necessarily like split a can with somebody, but at least like if I get a four pack of it, I'm not drinking all four of them for the most part at this point, you know, like back in the, the heyday of the underscore series from dancing them, let's say, right. I would get a full allotment and two of those four packs would be mine. You know, like that's, that's just what it was. And we were, you know, we were chugging those things. Now, I mean, I'll still buy the four points sours and I, uh, in my fridge right now, I have the collab that um, Fueled by Hops and Marinos did with Yellow Bridge, and I think that might be my second beer tonight just because I'm on a sour kick tonight, apparently. Uh, but that's that's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and, and say, like, oh, yeah, sours are what I go for at the brewery, you know? There's... I mean, everybody's palates change constantly, right? You're, you're, you're finding new things that you like. You're excited about different things. I get it. It's not something that you need to stick with, you know? Yeah. And, and for me, and I've definitely said this before is, is like, I'm always trying to try the IPAs at a brewery. Cause I think that that's like really like a hallmark and, and, and something that really tells me whether or not this is a brewery that can really do the stuff that I want them to do when it comes to producing beer. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like a, an uppity thing to say uh, because it's, you know, everybody produces well, different stuff. Everybody has different styles that they're, that they feel like they're probably best at. And, and it's not always an IPA, but that's, 
that seems to be the standard nowadays, right? Is like if you if you're so, not producing hazy IPAs or an IPA of any sort, what are you doing? So what unless I you're say an all sour brewery or something like that, yeah, right, exactly. If you're a strange roots or something like that, I expect you to have a lot of sours and stuff like that. But what I'm trying to say is, I think what you mean by hallmark is a benchmark. More sure. so, right? So you, yeah. you want something to gauge against something that you are familiar with, right? And a sour, and in in the uh, the hype beer train sense of the term, right? Not like a Flanders Red or like a, a saison or you know like a farmhouse ale. You're talking about these fruited sours, these these crazy uh, concoctions of like marshmallow and vanilla and graham cracker and you know like that kind of shit gets flown, thrown around so much now. That's not a good base for your brewery, I don't think. I mean, if you're a gimmicky type place, like Abjuration is, and I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. I love the guys from Abjuration. They're one of my favorite people like to go hang out with, sit down, have a beer with. They're good dudes. They make a lot of weird shit. And I would be, I would probably venture a guess to say that if they said, you know what, this is the best beer we make, they're not going to hand me a, a fruited sour or a kettle sour that's eight, that's pumped full of fruit puree or whatever else, you know, that's, that's where you get that conversation about, Oh, well, you know what? This IPA is going to go up against heady topper. It's going to go up against zombie dust, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like uh, you, there's, there's a lot of words that are thrown around when it comes to these like fad beers. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't really like to say that either, but when it comes to the, the, the selling of beer, right? The, the, the selling of the idea of a beer. I think the IPA is one of those things where you can say, you know what? I've had some really great IPAs. I know what I'm looking for in a great IPA. And that's kind of where, where you go to, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's always been my favorite style. I mean, even since I turned 21, really, I mean, it's, it's just something that is so easy to drink um, that can be so varied as as well it's not it doesn't have to just be the same beer over and over and over again and that's what i love about it in a lot of ways but again it's just that's what i'm going to go for that's what i like if if i can find an ipa in your brewery that i really like chances are i'm going to come back and and some of the places around here just don't really produce the type of stuff that i like i mean you look at you know the 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 new england style ipa Obviously, from the name, it is super popular in New England. Sure. Uh, and I, I've lived there. You know, I know, uh, you know, we've lived on the East Coast our entire lives, effectively. You know, I, I've, since moving out to the West Coast, haven't found a ton of hazy IPAs that I really like. I mean, I've gotten the chance to go to some of the, the like, highest regarded breweries in the country, which are out here, and, and find some stuff that's really good. But it's... It's something that like everybody likes and everybody orders nowadays. Like, if you, I, I think that everybody should should be making an attempt at something like that. You know what I mean? And, and again, I, I'm not going to tell people how to how to choose what beer styles they brew, but it just seems like you you sort of want to pander to what people are enjoying and what people like. And, and the, the craze over the last couple of years here has been hazy IPAs. Yeah, and I think that that really lends to our kind of, I mean, we've had this conversation a million times about like the flagships 
and the the go-to brewery and the go-to beer at that brewery and and so on but what you're what you're doing is you're having like the, the I, I so this is probably more of a in-depth conversation that we're going to make then we're going to make this right now and what i mean to say is to get people in the door you need to have approachable products but to keep people around you need to have your product do you know what i mean by that like that's yeah it's yeah it's definitely yeah i think that's well said it's you want i mean you don't want to be the every other brewery but you need to have stuff that people like in order to get them in the door the first time around. Yeah. And I think that by the time that you get to six months in to, a, let's say a brand new tap room opens, right? Let's uh, just throwing out an example. Necromancer, right? Is planning on opening in the next couple of weeks here for takeout beer, right? If they offer a, uh, a wee heavy and uh, an English mild and, a uh let's see a grisette right chances are nobody's gonna fucking show up if i'm being real honest like but that's the that's the gimmick of their brewery is they're they're making these old styles that maybe not a lot of people do anymore you know and and so i i would be remiss to say that they're they're going to sell they're not going to sell it but I think that there's also a point where you're not going to get a bunch of people hanging out at your brewery all the time. If you're making these weird one-offs that are never consistent or that are, you're changing constantly, like you kind of have to have this rotation. And I, again, it, it, it's more for marketing than for your brewing style. Right. But there's, there's always something that's going to be. Yeah. Popular. It's tough because you know, you don't, you want somebody to kind of like, like the, the most successful companies are like disruptors, right? And people that do things differently and people that approach things differently. But there's so many things when it comes to becoming a successful brewery, it's not just necessarily the beer that you make. I mean, obviously the beer is front, it should be front and center. Yes. But you have the atmosphere, you have the different things that you can do. Like if you're a coffee shop in the morning and a brewery at night, if you're, you know, doing cool things. If you have a nice outdoor area, that type of stuff. Like there are definitely reasons why people go places, not just because of the, the products necessarily that they're making. I mean, I go to places that I don't, I don't necessarily love just because my friends like to go there or whatever it is. Sure. So, you know, you can, you sort of just have to play both sides. I mean, I, I think that a lot of these people have, a lot of creative juices flying all the time and, and, and want to sort of expand on what's already been done in a lot of ways when it comes to brewing beer or, or creating an atmosphere that people like to, to hang out in really. Um, but again, <laughs> I mean, I think the whole reason we started talking about this is because I like IPAs. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to it, just produce an IPA. I mean, it's like, it's, it's plain and simple. It's going to sell. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So overall, you had a very good uh, experience with a new brewery, right? I'm enjoying a very nice sour beer. And uh, we're going to talk about other stuff now. So let me... Uh, <laughs> what a segue. Yeah. No, An no, incredible no. segue. Let the me... king, king of the segues. 
<laughs> no, but I didn't even realize that Segway. Wait, can we just talk about the spelling of Segway for a re, for like a real quick second? Yes. Do you know how to spell Segway? Yeah, isn't it? Uh, wait, hold on. Let me try it and 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 see how wrong I am. S E G U E. It is. There yeah. you go. Okay. Nailed right. it. I had no idea. I used to think that it was just it was spelled like the vehicle, <laughs> and I thought that it was just S E G W A Y, and I never really looked it up until like. I mean, it's probably been like a year or, or more, probably a couple of years. So since you weren't I, like, you weren't today years was, old when you learned that. <laughs> no, no, but uh, it, it's it's a great word, and I feel like if you if you threw that in a sentence and like someone was reading that, they would not pronounce it Segway, and that would be hilarious. Segue, like right? Yeah, no, some, there's some yeah. kind of like French word. There's so I don't many know ways where you could possibly from, pronounce that too. Like it'd be like Segue. <laughs> it's just it's one of those words that like i'm not even sure that anybody really ever thinks of like the the definition of it it's just like it, it's like ingrained in everybody's vocabulary at this point that it's just like it's a transition right it's a segue <laughs> that's just so, that's what it is and no one knows really what what it is or where it comes from let me let me segue this real quick then did you know that uh dictionary.com added supposedly to the dictionary this this week <laughs> I'm not a fan. Me either. Not a fan. Um, I've never been a fan. Uh, that's like that's like uh, irregardless, right? Because irregardless is technically a word, but yeah, it's I, technically because of common usage because people are dumb. <laughs> but yeah, no, supposedly is apparently a word now, and that's not the case. It's supposedly. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. It, it's like when people say um, could could of oh could I hate of that. instead oh. of could have or could have right like of the word of of no well because it sounds the same that's the problem yes but that doesn't that doesn't make it right no i no i agree Jesus it's like nails Christ. on a chalkboard i i follow yeah, so, I, I, i'm on social media way too much if i'm being honest and that's one of the ones that kills me that and using than instead of then i don't understand how you use then instead of then like they're not I'm even so really, I don't like, really understand how people like you have to understand like where the word comes from to use it don't like in some respect you know what i mean like have have like some idea of what you're saying before you say it no right but you know and i'm not like i'm not like uh like education shaming people or anything but it's like the whole reason behind could have is the word or could have is the word could have it could have been it could have been it's not could have been that, that makes absolutely no sense if you break it down and if you were to actually say that and think right. about what you're saying the worst thing is when you see college educated people or like higher educated people yes that are right. using these words incorrectly and it's just as easy to type the contraction properly or it's just as easy to type out both words because it's a fucking computer. Gosh, right. You know, there's an extra, it's an extra character. It is. Could have is just one extra character uh, or two. My favorite is I'd of like I would have. Cause people will contract that to I apostrophe D O F. Oh no! I'd no. Of. that that that's that's where I draw my line there. If I see that, I'd have done this. Someone's catching. I'd hand. have done that. Someone's no, catching hands. Right. I don't care. Yeah, it's if, so if bad. I see someone using that, it's over. It's over. Right. I, it, I will it, like 
Uh, send me your address. No, no, no. If, you use no, no, no. if you use that phrase, and if someone if someone listening to this doesn't realize that that's what they're doing, they need to they need to figure that out. Check yourself. Quick. Look yourself in the mirror. Look yourself in the eye, and say I was Again, wrong. You know, and I'm gonna get better. Do what you want, but at the same time, <laughs> don't say don't use of instead of have or v- yeah. ve yeah. apostrophe ve. Come on, like <laughs> just just oh, Christ, be better. All right, so. Anyway, what I want to get to is covering what, all that the- was that was a lengthened segue <laughs> based around the word segue, and I really appreciate that because whatever you said before this uh, was a horrible segue. A horrible we were like, segue, and we're about to talk about other things, <laughs> and that would be the great. I think that would be a great transition to like a like an ad read, but we don't have ads because we don't make money. So that's true. Although here we can- are. You can Moving save money on. by using our affiliate code <laughs> at Fueled by Hops. Okay, so have you ever wanted to pay eighty dollars for a hundred dollars worth of things and get free shipping? Code. Nick, what's the code? The Weekly Recap, all one word, all lowercase. Twenty percent off in the shop store. Check it out. That's going to be our commercial from now on. I'm just going to cut that and repost it every time. So, uh, all right, you need to say it again though, because I was speaking in the background. But I'll cut you out. That's all right. We're on. We digress <laughs> about fifty times, so, and we're back to where we should be. Now, let's talk about the other things. Okay, so we took almost two full weeks off of this podcast. Okay, we needed a little reset. We needed a little break. That's great. I love it. I love taking time for yourself. It's great. It's wonderful. So, there's a bunch of shit that went on in the craft beer industry. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about that. Now, hit him with the facts. Hit so, him with the facts. First things first. Pennsylvania is reopening. We're getting back to it, fam. Okay? How about it? How April about it? 4th is the big day. Okay? You don't have to order food with your booze anymore. How exciting is that? I usually order food with. I like ordering food with my booze, but, yeah, but you don't I have to be forced to it. Like if I'm if I'm picking up cans at Dancing Gnome, and this is just a full on example, and I say, "Oh, you know what? What do you guys have on tap?" And they say, "Oh, we have the blah 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 blah." And I say, "Man, I could really go for a blah 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 before I go pick up dinner." Then I want to grab a beer and not have to buy dinner there. Like that's just how I think about it. Okay, so if I want to have a draft at a place then I don't have to order a full fucking meal to have one beer. It's wonderful. I'm pumped about it, okay? More people are getting vaccinated. More people are being safe but still experiencing life, right? So we're, we're, we're kind of getting back to it. We're still social distancing. We're still wearing masks. Everybody's being responsible. But uh, Not everybody, but no, most no, people. No, no, absolutely. Uh, believe me, this They're is just a positivity it, but, post you know, here, okay? Not everybody follows those rules. No, you're right. You're right. And, and I'll be the first to say that I freaking hate it uh, when people don't follow the rules because I have to follow the rules all damn day at my job. Can't take my mask off for one minute. Nope. So when you come in and you're complaining because your nose is exposed and I say, hey, put your mask on properly, then you're the problem. That's it. But that's uh, super exciting. Uh, Tom Wolf has totally fucked this whole thing up. I hate him. But that's beside the point. There's... Uh, there's nothing else that I want to talk about more than being able to go out and have a beer with my friends and not have to worry about ordering food for the well, entire Well, listen, day. 
He's not Gavin Newsom. Uh, you know, as much as you hate Tom Wolf, he's not Gavin Newsom. This so, is a fair uh, point. I'm sitting out here in California trying to go enjoy uh, a beverage uh, in my favorite, you know, places to go enjoy a beverage. And up until just very recently, I wasn't able to do so. True. Uh, we're, we're back at it. Again, I, I'm, I've always been a proponent of safety. Always, you know, wear your masks, social distance where you can. But we got to be smart about this. We got to start getting people back out there. We got to start getting some of these restaurants open, get some of this business back and going in a safe manner. Yep. And it sounds like Pennsylvania is doing that. It's a, it's, it's an exciting time. Um, again, if, uh, you know, vaccinations are coming out, like you said, that's great. Love it. Love to see it. Can't wait to get mine. I'm excited for it. Um, and you know, we're, we're moving toward this idea of normality and I'm excited for it because I get to see my family sooner rather than later. And it's been far too long. Yeah, it's definitely, it's good for travel. It's good for, um, you know, be feeling safer, I think is, is the biggest thing though. Like, I, I feel like there was a time where I was an anxious wreck for like dealing with this on a, like, cause I work face to face with people. Like that's just my job. Right. And being able to be comfortable at your job is like 40 hours a week of anxiety and stress lifted. Right. Like that's right. just what it comes down to. Like, so it, it, it's good to see, it's good to, you know, have that kind of camaraderie back and, and everybody kind of getting into this groove of, yeah, we're going to, it's, it, it's going to be a hard transition, but we're going to be able to see a lot of these places opening up their tap rooms, um, which actually gives me a good transition into the next bit of news. Uh, so four points, the famous four points of Charleroi PA is moving to the yes. city. Okay. Oh no. They're opening up their uh north side tap room next Friday for can pickups. So you know what that means. Right around the corner, you're gonna be able to get some beers there. It's gonna be great. So I'm real pumped about that. That's about 10 minutes from my place. I'm I'm fucking excited. So really excited to see four points have a uh a outpost in the actual city. Uh it's gonna be great times. So that's, I'm going to uh, speak this into existence. I will have a four points beer at some point in 2021. That's yes. my only resolution for the year. Perfect. I love it. I love it. It's you, been you definitely long enough. To. I, there, there are so many breweries that you guys speak very highly of back in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that I have yet to have. And there are a bunch of beers out here that I still need to have. And again, as we move toward normality, I will be closer and closer to enjoying those beers. And I'm excited about that. It's, it's, I cannot say it enough. I am excited. All right. Well, things are moving in the right direction. And you should be, because honestly, there are some exciting things going on in this city, but there's exciting stuff happening all over the place. Um, All over the country. All over the the next and final bit of news that I have is definitely oddly self-serving, but also very cool, very exciting. Uh, so Ryan from Fueled by Hops launched two new, oh well, not two, but a, a another uh, branch of Fueled by Hops. Okay, 
and it is called Fueled by Foodies, and it's basically like under their umbrella, right? So uh, anybody that's in the Fueled by Hops group should also be joining these other groups that they're making. So they have Fueled by Fitness, which is geared towards balancing your craft beer intake with your health, and then they have Fueled by Foodies, which is pairing with Ryan's launch of a new line of food products. So he is making dry hopped barbecue sauce. And I'm fucking stoked about this. I'm so pumped. here's the thing. Um, I just want to say this off the top. Why isn't it just fueled by food? Well, so it's, it's mostly so that it's focused on the members and not on the food. Okay. All right. That's so that fine. at least I get I that understood. From it. I get the hot, but like it, to stick with the brand, you know, the brand, right. I would think that it would be food. Like there's like, it's like a nat, like it, it should be a, like just a single noun, but it's just the name okay. of the Facebook group. I, it's, that's fine. All that is. I but so, so they're doing uh, fueled by food, right. Or fueled foods is what it's called. They're doing okay. like their own okay. company. Right. And sure. so, he started, I guess, apparently, the story goes, he found uh, his grandfather's recipe for barbecue sauce or something like that and decided he's going to make it, right? So he made it, and now he's going to do some branding with it. Some, some, it's going to be in the... Uh, it's going to be in the supermarket. It's going to be all, all over the place. They're going grocery stores. They're going uh, tap rooms. They're going to go wherever they can sell it. And it's going to be a beer related barbecue sauce. So the barbecue sauce is going to be dry hopped or barrel aged or whatever he decides to do with it. And that's super fucking cool. And I'm, I'm very excited for Ryan to have this other endeavor that he's doing. Uh, my man is out there grinding every day. I gotta say, you know, he's chasing the bag like no one I've ever known and uh, good for him. He's a, uh, he's a great guy. Love, uh, love to have him on the pod again sometime soon i'm sure that he'd be down for that really whenever um he's he's really uh reaching out and and interviewing some banging breweries too like he had interviewed trillium they uh they got toppling goliath uh they got some really cool episodes coming up so definitely check out the fueled by hops podcast with ryan and dj scottro um but back to our podcast we're gonna leave that with the news segment so jake Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. The March, the madness that is March, the bracketology of brackets, the the actual ranking of some some great breweries that we've been to. Now, do you want to do you want to kick this off? Do you want to start like you want to explain a little bit about what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, let's give a yeah, sure. Let's give a little bit of a background. Um, this was this was all Nick's idea. He you know this guy stays putting in work when it comes to this podcast. Um, I'm not sure that any of us really put in all that much effort, but we somehow produce enough content to last about an hour fifteen, pretty much every week. This week, and you know, obviously this month, everybody. You know, we're, we're back in, again. We're, we're sort of progressing towards normality. Part of that is the return of March Madness because we didn't get it last year. Bam, 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 bam. The entire world shut down right as the NCAA tournament would have been starting up. So, uh, you know, I'm and have always been a huge college basketball fan, uh, basketball in general. And, uh, this, this time of year, although this year has been a little bit different cause I'm not, I'm not super into it cause it's just, 
I don't have cable. I haven't watched as much. Uh, you know, the fans aren't a part of it, which is like a huge, a huge thing when it comes to all of this stuff. Uh, you know, nonetheless, everybody loves to use this time of year as a, a reason to create some kind of bracket to decide which things are better than other things, whatever that might be. Yes. Uh, whether it's beer, whether it's food, whether it's fucking, you know, I don't know. Sock companies, whether it's again, uh, I don't know, types of leather, uh, letters in the alphabet, things like that. Um, Your so favorite 90s TV part, show. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So as, as part of that, R.I.P. Screech. I was thinking about this the other day. Speaking yeah. of 90s TV shows, R.I.P. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel yeah. like no one was talking about that. I no. saw that as like a CNN article and or a headline, and I just. No one is talking about yeah, that. Yeah, my man was only like RIP 42 or something, too. He was I really know, young. yeah. That's really, that's really sad. sad. R.I.P. my guy. That's He's an absolute legend. Yeah. Um, in honor of him, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and proceed with this podcast. <laughs> Fair so, enough. <laughs> in, in true form when it comes to, uh, you know, listing things and then putting them in some kind of bracket form, we're going to go ahead and do one of our own. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, we're going to trim it. We're not going to do 64 and, and we've done brackets in the past. I think that we did a bracket for like, uh, the best songs on, uh, a very special Christmas, yes. which came out in like 1984, which it still holds up. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go find those episodes, Christmas, ep- like they're probably around Christmas in the last couple of years. Uh, truly some of our best content. Um, shout out Christmas and Hollis, the champion of champions. Yep. We'll but get the, the what we're gonna do never going to be topped. <laughs> best Christmas song ever. A hundred percent. It's. I don't think that anybody will produce anything that's even close to it. No. We so, are going to go ahead and and what we've done is we've created an elite eight of sorts. Yes. Yes. I'd say we're going to do this all in one episode. We're not going to leave you guys hanging for a week. We're going to hit every single possible scenario here we're but we're going to keep it short okay so we're going to we're going to plow through the elite eight we're going to get down to the final four and then we're going to pick a champion tonight okay so jake and i picked four breweries that we've been to as the elite eight in the best brewery experience let's say the best uh brewery to go to and and i want to put a, a little bit of a caveat here it's been a tough year. It's been a tough, you know, it, it, you know, actually we're coming up on almost exactly a year. I mean, today is, is seemingly the, the day that the entire country shut down last year. So it's been 365 days of, of turmoil. Absolute um, shit. Yeah. And we haven't had that much of an opportunity to, to like get out and see a lot of these things. For me, I had spent the, the better part of, two or two and a half years traveling to different cities, moving to different cities and getting an opportunity to see a bunch of new breweries. And that's really what I drew from for my top four when it came to putting my choices in the elite eight here. And we're really looking forward to expanding on the number of breweries that we'll be able to get to over the next couple of years, especially as we start to, to reopen things. Uh, And then Obviously, once we're back to normal, I mean, all bets are off. We're going, we're going fucking everywhere because you don't know when this is going to happen again. And right, 
I don't know about everybody else, but I'm trying to get as much in as I can before I am forced to stay inside again, because this has been absolute bullshit. So let's get into it. Nick, what we're going to do here, uh, and I sort of have this idea, what we're going to do is we're going to go Nick's one versus my four, right? We're going to go Nick's two versus my three, his three versus my two, and my one versus his four, which to me makes the most sense, right? And, and we'll, we'll sort of pare it down from there. Um, I don't have the list in front of me. Let me see if I can remember what we had talked about before the pod. Okay. okay? And then I'll tell number you one for me, no, okay, Number one for me is Trillium. Yep. Brewing in, uh, I Damn. will say, I'm going to pick the C, uh, the, uh, but wait, what is that area called? Canton. C, well, Can- oh, Canton is like the OG location. Oh, Seaport, oh, okay. Seaport, Seaport in yeah. Boston is, is like, they're like sick, like very, you know, it's all brick. It's like, it's very well designed, very well, you know, well decorated, all that stuff. I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick that location as the location that I, I sort of pull for the seaport location of Trillium. Number two for me is a little brewery in Portland, Oregon called great notion. Uh, I've only been to one of the locations cause there's, Oh, actually I have been to both. I, I lied. Uh, I'm going to pick the first one, which is like the beer garden, uh, not where they actually do the production. Number three for me is a little place called Industrial Arts Brewing in Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's Poughkeepsie. Or it's, it's very close to Poughkeepsie if it's not in Poughkeepsie. Uh, that's my number three. And number four is Alvarado Street in California. So I, I really made a point to pick breweries in all the varied locations that I've either been to or lived in. Uh, three of the four breweries come from places that I've lived either in or very close to. Uh, so far, you're spot on. <clears throat> so I guess I'll read off my list from one to four. Uh, so number one to me is one that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Three Floyds Brewing in Munster, Illinois. What what an incredible brewery. And I'm also drinking out of the Three Floyds class as you say that. Nice. Incredible. Nice. Okay, number two is... Treehouse Brewing in outside of Worcester, Boston, or outside of Worcester, Massachusetts, right? It would take me a minute to figure out exactly where that's located, but yeah, it's it's probably 20 minutes from Worcester. All right, so yeah, we'll say outside. Number three is the hometown favorite of the bracket, uh, Cinderlands, out of, I was thinking the warehouse in the Strip District of Pittsburgh. Sure. And then number four is a wild card pick for me. Uh, one that I've only been to once, but it was on our honeymoon and it holds a special place in my heart. It is Dark Horse Brewing out of Michigan. And I don't know exactly where in Michigan. Um, Somewhere in Michigan. Michigan yeah. is, is, it might as well be like a fucking, uh, you know, black hole. Who knows what's in Michigan, where Michigan even is. It looks like a glove. We know that. And that's about it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and, and pair these guys up. We're going to go through one by one, try to go as quickly as possible. And we're going to try to, we're going to try to keep it succinct in the way that we describe or, or uh, I guess, pitch the brewery. And then we're going to go ahead and, and we're both going to select. And there's going to be a, I feel like most of these are going to have a clear winner. It's not, you know, there's, 
There's a reason why we picked in the our first one round. Before. I would say yes. Yeah. In the second round and third it's gonna round, be, it's going to be tough. But it, it will be tough. It will so be tough. let's uh, let's kick it off with the first matchup here. We've got three Floyd's versus Alvarado Street, and Jake. We're going to limit this to three minutes here, okay? Uh, per round, so we'll do speed yes. round here. So I'm going to start now with Alvarado Street. Go ahead, give me your. All right, pitch. so we're each going to get a minute, and then the last minute is going to be deciding which one wins. Yes. Alvarado Street is uh, in Monterey, California. Uh, I believe that they have a production facility that's not in Monterey. I'm, I'm thinking mainly of the place that I have been to. I have not been there during normal times. I have not had the experience of sitting at the bar, enjoying some food. They have incredible food. Uh, they always have a massive beer list of a bunch of IPAs and things that I like and things that really everybody likes. Uh, and, and they're part of the, the like canon of hop culture when it comes to breweries that are included in their festivals. And that's really why I picked it. They make some great IPAs. They make a lot of really cool stuff. And it's just, a, it's a really cool, like sort of California vibe. And, and I'm, I'm really just, I, I wanted to include that because it's such a, a diverse place compared to everything else that's on the list. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, so my pitch for three Floyds is dark Lord day. Uh, no, honestly, uh, the, the, the tap room is super cool. Uh, it is in a podunk little like industrial town, and like the people there are super nice. The atmosphere, like we've only been there around festival times. So there's a lot of people from all over the country coming to visit this place. And you get a very weird, not, not weird, but like in a good way vibe from like everybody that's just super friendly. Everybody's super open to like sharing beers and experiencing what's going on. But three Floyds is a metal brewery in the heart of Midland, USA, right? Like it's just this blue collar nose to the grindstone. They make awesome beers. And one of my favorite beers of all time is zombie dust. It just is. So that's my pitch for three Floyds. So we got a minute. It always will be. What do we Truly, got? I think that, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that you were going to pick three Floyds because I picked my fourth before you did. And putting Alvarado street up against three Floyds is not really even a competition. We haven't all been to Alvarado Street. I think that it's a really cool brewery. I think that it's it's sort of um, not not even that it's up and coming. It's just like kind of a cool place to go. But to me, I think the only answer here is Three Floyds. Uh, they make some of the best beer in the country. They make Zombie Dust, which is probably the best pale ale in the country. Yes, in yeah. my opinion. And there's really not much of a debate here. No, I agree. Um, I. I I've never been to Alvarado street. I've had a couple of their beers and I really want to go there because Sarah used to live in Monterey, but it's not good enough for me to say that they're better than three Floyd's. So three Floyd's moves on, right? That's an easy pick. All right. So we got three Floyd's now round number two speed round. Here we go. So my two versus your three. Now this one might seem like it's closer than it actually is. But it is Treehouse versus Industrial Arts. Um, I can go, go ahead with go ahead with your your defense of Industrial Arts. Industrial Arts is the coolest brewery I have ever been to, and I I want to say that up front. It it mimics my career 
very closely in that it's a fully automated system. They do a lot of cool stuff. They've re- recently, I'm not even sure if it's recently. I think that they've been doing this for a while is they do uh, hard alcohol as well, not just beer. So they're, they're, they're really this player that kind of does everything. Um, I have Treehouse in the back of my mind right now. I'm trying to find things that are cooler about industrial arts. Uh, they have a really cool, I have a glass from there. They have, they have like a really cool design aesthetic. They, they really stick to their theme when it comes to beer names and things like that. And their beer is just outstanding. If I could have taken four coolers full of beer home, I would have. I was broke at the time. I think I spent I spent $150 there between glassware and beer and merch. And I was literally broke at the end of it. But it's a great brewery, and I'm sticking to my choice for number three, which is industrial arts. So as the defender of Treehouse in this round, I got to say I hate that this is the matchup. I really do. Because <laughs> I've never been to industrial arts, but... I fucking love Treehouse. Like, just the whole experience was so otherworldly to me to be in this craft beer mecca and just have everybody be so friendly. And, like, I I hate to say this about everybody, but they were just so, like, all about the beer. Like, just the experience there is really just to get you to understand that they are making world-class shit. And, And that's it. Like... The, the can procedure, the, the getting only two drafts while you're there, this sprawling campus that they have. You drive through a giant freaking like, sign when you come in, and there's a giant parking lot, and they have all these crazy wood features and this outdoor pavilion with live music. Oh, it's fuck. Oh, it just makes me so excited to go back there at some point. But man, I love Treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a tough, like, and let's move into the, the final minute here. Yeah. This, this is, it's, un, it's actually crazy that you didn't pick this as number as your one seed, because to me, I, I had to pick between Trillium and Treehouse. And I didn't want to put them both in my list, but it is such a cool place. It is truly like what like like the the when people think about craft beer and and it's crazy because it's all it hasn't been around for like uh, like 20 years 30 years something like that like it's it's really fairly new but the atmosphere that they've created the the amount of success that they have had is incredible and again there's really not much of a competition here it's we're going chalk we're going treehouse that's the only answer. Yeah. I love industrial arts. I would love to go back and like really experience it by sitting out and having some beers and, and bringing some stuff back to wherever I'm, I'm visiting from, but it's, it's really not a competition. All right. Final thoughts. My last 10 seconds. Uh, I've had a lot of industrial arts beer. Thanks to you, Jake. And thanks to them being distributed here occasionally. And it, their beer is phenomenal, but it's Treehouse. It's it's been Treehouse. We know. Okay, so Treehouse is a, it, it's it's really it's truly on a, on a different level, and uh, it, it's hard to put industrial arts up against that because they're they're also uh, really incredible. But Treehouse moves on. And this is again, this is the elite eight. This is not your this is not your play in to get into the six. I mean, you, yeah, like, you've we're, made we're this talking, these are the best of the best. A lot of very, very, very good breweries. Yes, right. right. We, we, we've been to a lot of places that are not of this echelon. Right. And I think that 
so maybe my fourth pick is a little bit out there, but that's because nobody's been there. <laughs> right. Um, no. But I, so we'll get to that. All right. So the, the next matchup here, my three to your two is Cinderlands versus Great Notion. Do you want to kick it off? You want me to kick it off since I'm the underdog? Go ahead. Continue. All right. So Cinderlands in the strip district of Pittsburgh, right? One of the things that I will say about it, first off, it the, the Spaghetti Warehouse is is where they are located, right? Iconic. Uh, it, it was a childhood dream to have your birthday party there, like that kind of thing. You know, like the, the eight-year-olds running around the table and, and like that kind of thing. That was like the thing, right? So, but, but Cinderland's really does do world-class beer. And I want to say this first and foremost – the spot is incredible. It's huge. It's two levels. There's outdoor seating. It's a fantastic building. And they really kept the aesthetic of the building alive in creating the brewery. Number two, though, Cinderland's pushes the envelope no matter what when it comes to beer. They have the Tart Shake series. They have their Douse uh, Barrel-Aged Stouts. They have all kinds of the the basic dad beers they have the crazy double hot uh, double IPAs the like it, it's all over the place so that's what I'm gonna say I'm gonna lean hard on their beers and try to say that that's gonna sell it for them my pitch for Great Notion is very simple the last time that I went there I had taken a trip to Portland Super Bowl weekend of last year which was effectively the last trip that I took before the world shut down. And I had the opportunity to take a trip to their, their production facility. Uh, really what I wanted to pitch was, was their, their, you know, draft room, whatever you want to call it, their, their beer garden type stuff. But when I went there, all I saw on the menu Three types of beer, IPAs, singles and doubles, sours and stouts. If that doesn't just give you goosebumps as a craft beer fan, (laughs) I don't know what does. They make some of the best IPAs that I've ever had, if not the best. Hazies, everything. They, They do it well. West Coast, East Coast. Whatever the hell you want, they do it. Sours, incredible. Stouts, incredible. Their aesthetic, their theme, they stick to it very well. Just like industrial arts, I feel like that's starting to become a theme in my choices is the theme that all of these breweries stick to. It's so hard to put somebody up against this because they make probably the best beer in the Pacific Northwest. And I would probably stack them up against anybody on the West Coast in general. See, now that's where I got to say, I I don't want to like force an argument here, but I got to say that Great Notion really is one of the best. And like everything that I've had from them has been upper echelon, right? Like you're talking top tier, like the, uh, the double stack, their, their pancake maple stout. One of my favorite things I've ever drank, honestly. It's just Fantastic. a sweet Fantastic. and and crazy pastry bomb, right? But I gotta give I, I gotta give the barrel 
uh, character from Cinderlands a little bit of light of day here because if if you haven't had the Dow series yet, please go get it. I'm talking to our listeners, not Jake, because obviously he's not going to go get it. But the uh, yeah, the, the the barrel series that they're doing is fantastic. But it's got to be great notion for me in this one. I I can't say that Cinderlands is better than great notion. I just can't do it. And I, I really and it's tough because I, I've given you just a little bit of a taste and I personally have had so much more from them and I love Cinderlands. Cinderlands was like the, the brewery that Alex and I went to when I was in college, really like finishing up. That was like the place that I had to be all the time. We went there twice a week, probably. And they do the farmhouse. time that I was they in do, college. They yeah. do table beers. They do all kinds of crazy shit, and it's awesome. And their food is great, and all of this stuff, but I just, I gotta give it a great notion. I gotta take a W here at some point, because yes. <laughs> I took two L's to start off with. So, great notion moves on. Senator Lynn's, uh, uh, you know, put up a good fight, but gotta give it to the PNW. Yes. Alright, so the final matchup here, and I think this is gonna be an obvious one. Um, so, we have Dark Horse versus my four Dark Horse versus Trillium. Okay. Now the reason I went with Dark Horse and one of my favorite things about this place is that it is very off the beaten path, right? You pull up, it's in like this sort of industrial area, like an industrial park type of thing, but they have a compound. Okay. They have a general store. They have the brewery facility, they have this kick-ass, totally unbelievable tap room, right? And they have a couple other buildings that are crazy to me. But the the biggest thing that was a selling point for me on this brewery was the fact that they have so many different like offerings when it comes to beer. They have a lot of different stuff. They do a lot of uh, barrel-aged stuff, but they also do a ton of like double dry hopped dippas and like crazy, just, just insane amounts of uh, experimental type beers, right? One of the coolest things, and I'm just going to throw this out there to sell it a little bit more. One of the coolest things that you can get there though, is they make their own homebrew kits. So you can go there and that buy is the different. ingredients and brew their beer like that's that's super cool to me it's crazy because they're 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 like very um very sure of themselves you know what i mean like very very upfront with everybody like hey this would be so sick because i like it really promotes your own beer in a lot of ways if you don't produce something that's close to what they make then you're gonna go buy it again anyway yeah exactly so jake Give us your <laughs> I'm not one. sure. I'm not sure that I have the right words to describe Trillium because I think that this is my favorite brewery in the country. Um, and my favorite brewery that I have been to. They have so many different locations. The, the location that I'm thinking of mostly is the Seaport location, which if you've ever seen a can from Trillium or a label from Trillium, you know how consistent they are with what they produce. The The just the aesthetic that they, that they put out. It's so cool. It's so relevant. It's so incredibly consistent. And the beer that they make is, I would stack it up against anybody. 
because they make the same types of beer that I really like. I mean, I, you know, I would, I would be willing to listen to some people if they had some, some differing opinions, but when it comes to Trillium, they're the, they're the, the double IPA Kings, the single IPA Kings, hazy stuff, whatever it is, Queens, Kings and Queens. They're, they're producing stouts. They're producing pilsners. They're producing sours. They're doing all of this type of stuff at a scale that is, in a lot of cases, unrivaled, except for maybe like Treehouse or or some of these like really, really, really big craft players, but they produce stuff that feels like it's microbrewed, even at the scale that they produce it at. And that's really the best pitch that I can give for them. If you've never been there, put it on your bucket list because that is the place to go. All right. So in this one, uh, I think we just need to say three, two, one, and then say who won, right? So okay. three, two, one, trillium. Trillium. <laughs> Clearly, it's not really a competition. No. Um, you know, I, I do appreciate the, the, like the sentimentality when it comes to going to certain places. Because I, I had some places in my mind when we created our lists that I was like, this would be a really cool place because I remember having a very specific experience there, having like being there with certain people at a time in my life that was like super cool. But when it comes to beer, when it comes to atmosphere, it's Trillium. It's got to be their Canton location, their Seaport location. They got they got all this kind of stuff getting ready to to roll out. And by God, do they make some of the best beer I've ever had? Holy shit! All right, so moving into round two. We have this is going to be this is going to be fun because I think that there are going to be some some interesting plays here. Yeah, we have to debate a little bit more. I'm going to I don't think that it's quite I don't think that it's quite as as cookie cutter as it was in the first. No, no. I think this is going to definitely be one of those. We have to debate against each other, but also come to an agreement. So. I, I'm going to open. I think this the up full to, three minutes is going to be a debate. No, here. I think that honestly, we don't need a time limit on this. I don't think. I think we need right. a, we need a full conversation about this because it's my one and two versus your one and two. All right, so we're going to start with Jake's two versus my one. We're going to flip flop it this round. Okay. Okay. It is Great Notion versus Three Floyds. Okay. This is this is for for the championship round. So, Honestly, if if we had been picking, you know, like one seeds, the four that are left are probably your one seeds. Oh god, and yeah. The, the, the other <laughs> side of this bracket is crazy, and I think that we're gonna go fucking insane trying to debate these two. But well, so let's let's, let's keep get it short. It. Let's because keep it short. All right, so so the, the the right off the bat, right. These are breweries that we have not both been to. True. You've true. been you've been to Three Floyds. I've been to Great Notion. Yes. So this is gonna this is, this one is a little bit tougher. The other one I think is gonna be more interesting because it's it's breweries that we've both been to and together. Um, <laughs> right. So to me, to me, I, the allure of Great Notion is the the feel and and like the. Just the way that they present the Pacific Northwest on this this like completely different level, the, I've, I have yet to find anything that's even close to it within the Pacific Northwest, and they they embrace that culture so much when it comes to the labels that they design, the beers that they're making, and you know because it, it, 
like you think about when it comes to IPAs, especially, right? You have like the sappy, you know, like very like sticky double IPAs, like West Coasty types. Yeah, and they love that shit. But they also do the 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 East Coast so well at the same time, and they 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 produce <laughs> this beer that is just tr- like I I think completely unrivaled on the West Coast. And and again, I, I'm I'm completely open to going to new places, and I'm excited to go to new places on the West Coast in Denver and in Southern California, especially because th- those are two places that are are viewed as like these these sort of meccas of craft beer. Very, on, very hub West Coast. of craft yes, beer. Yes, hub, hubs of craft beer. Yeah. But Great Notion is just, it, it's so like, it feels very unassuming when you walk up there, especially to their tap room location, not so much the, the, the production facility. But it's so clean cut. It's so well done. Everything that they do is cool. Every person that I've interacted with there is, is like very interesting, very like, very upfront, very, uh, you know, interested in what they do, which is, is something that y- you have to be when it comes to the craft craft beer industry. And I just, I can't say enough good things. And I'm glad that I'm glad that these two breweries, we had quite a bit from both breweries, you know, like we haven't been to the breweries, uh, uh, you know, ourselves, but we've had enough beer from them to, to sort of get a feel for what they do. And that's, that's really all I would try to try to push forward when it comes to, to great notion, but it, it, it's, it's just such a cool place. And I love the Pacific Northwest and it obviously it has a soft spot in my heart cause I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm obviously willing to hear what you have to say about, about three Floyds. All right. So, so my, my, as I drink from the three Floyds glass. <laughs> <laughs> so my love letter to three Floyds, um, let me, let me just first say that, I am absolutely bereft over the fact that they closed their tap room last year for good. RIP. Okay. The, the idea that they are no longer serving beer on their property is an absolute gut punch to the craft beer industry. Okay. That first is my, uh, like, so I am a full on metalhead, right? And three Floyds fully embraces the culture of the outside the norm type of stuff, right? Their, their tagline is it's not normal. So the reason that I fell in love with three Floyds is when I walked in, they were playing Ozzy on the, on the vinyl right? Like they were literally playing a record player of Ozzy. They had some crazy horror zombie movie playing on the TVs. Like this type of stuff just like gets me. So when it comes to aesthetic, when it comes to sticking with your brand, kind of staying in your lane, three Floyds picked a lane and they never wavered, right? They just immediately started creating this culture And it was really like the quintessential celebration of three Floyds is dark Lord day, right? Dark Lord is a big Imperial stout and it's barrel aged and it's super dark. And it's this crazy 
celebration of what craft beer can be if you push the limits of everything. And so that's what I will always gravitate to because it is part of my, my personal aesthetic, right? Is this like, I, I like the heavy music. I like the, the angry art. I like the, the gory, uh, bottle labels and stuff like that. And they, they make big beers. They make some of the best middle of the road beers and they make some of the best heavy hitters. They make these crazy collaborations with metal bands. They do a, I mean, they do collabs with behemoth and pig destroyer and, uh, all kinds of other metal bands. And there's all this like culture that goes into it. And, and that's really what I love about three Floyds is like, you go there and you don't feel out of place. If you're the dude in the polo, or if you're the dude wearing the Slayer t-shirt, like everybody is accepted there. Nobody's judging you for walking in with your pop collar or nobody's walking in with Birkenstocks and everybody goes, Oh, look at that douchebag. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like there's, there's no judgment, right? They're just there to celebrate the idea of making beer. And some of their beers are world renowned. That's my pitch. So the, the, the zombie dust play here is the play. And yeah. I think that that might edge out anything that I've had from great notion because <laughs> oh, no. I, I, oh, love, no. <laughs> I, I hate to concede this one, but zombie dust is especially having it in a bottle oh. is truly oh. unbelievable because Unreal. cracking, cracking a bottle, right? Popping the top on a bottle of zombie dust is so satisfying. I love drinking beer out of bottles. No, no one really talks about this anymore. And, right. and this isn't the only reason why I think that I need to concede here. But it's, it's like, it's truly otherworldly to find a beer that is made from a craft player in a bottle now. You know what I mean? Or, or, or a craft player that's not like the, the level of Sierra Nevada. Right. You're making a 12-ounce bottle of beer, and therefore it's automatically more um, – it's, it's more nostalgic. It's more uh, like this you're drinking a beer type of feel. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I totally and the design, get it. the design of everything, you know, as you're kind of walking through it, like, like all the experiences that they create – doesn't really apply to great notion and not to say that they don't make a beer because obviously they do. And I cannot wait until I can get back there. I think that it has to be three Floyds here. I, you know, again, I, I'm, I wish that there was more of a debate and I, I like, I, I could, ha I could get down to the nitty gritty of, of why I think great notion should win this one. But I, I, I think that I'm, I think that I'm willing to concede here. Yeah. I would say that I think, so I would side with great notion other than the fact that I, I have more experience with three Floyds. Like if I had been to great notion before we did this, it might be harder, but I it would be, it I, would I be. Think and I'm sure that it would be, but I think we're making, we, the right we've call. both had like very good experiences. Like, cause you've, you've brought back a ton of stuff. I mean, dark Lord especially is like one of those, like, it's just like a transcendent beer, right? It's not, it's not even just about the beer so much as it is about the, 
the idea of it, the festival, like the camaraderie that you sort of associate with it. And yes. not to say that great notion doesn't make stouts that are probably on the level of that or, or, or better, perhaps even better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't but, think that dark Lord is the best stout I've ever had. I don't think it's even close, but I think that being able to experience dark Lord day is something that you need to check off your bucket list. If you're a craft beer fan at all. And I really hope that we get back to that because it's something that, that was the plan for this year before right? things crumbled was to go to dark Lord day. <laughs> exactly. And again, that even that is, is part of the reason why I'm picking it. And that's the reason why three Floyds is moving on. Yep. They have that, to, uh, they are, bound. they are in the championship. All right. The last final four matchup. And this one is gut wrenching. This is, Absolutely. Two heavyweights. Your, two your, your true two heavyweights. Favorites. This is... Uh, God, I, I don't even want to say it, okay? Jake's number this one. Is, this is Ali Frazier. This is Yankees Red Sox. <laughs> the this in is Lakers Celtics. Yeah, this, is, this is whatever you want to call it. These uh, are the probably two of is, the best. These might be the two best. And, and again, I think it's crazy that they ended up here in the semifinal and not in the final. But... This is Trillium Treehouse. This is Ugh. this is the debate. this is downtown Boston versus middle of Massachusetts. This, this is, is the battle this of the is like, holes. <laughs> this is Goliath versus Goliath. Yes. <laughs> oh man, you're talking. You're talking. Oh, jeez. This is average. Two of this is average. Two of Joe's our versus the and yeah. I mean, this is this is like. I think that if if you threw out like any of our top three breweries between me, you, Alex, and really like a lot of the guests that we've had, even yeah, these names would come up more often than really anything else. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, you got to see like these two are really what it's about, right? Like this is this is the kings of craft beer uh, in the on the East Coast, let's say. Uh, because sure. I mean, you can't, I, I, I would put, uh, monkish in the conversation. I would put, uh, for sure. For sure. Know, there are other ones. And that monkish would have been a good pick for me. Cause I have been to monkish, but I haven't, I don't think I've had enough from them to really like, to really categorize them in the same place as these two breweries here. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been to Treehouse probably four, four or five times, which is, plenty <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah that's not it's not a place that you like very casually go to trillium on the other hand depending on where you are and where you're going can be like an everyday type of place and that's why i think that they're they're so different they're so similar when it comes to the beer that they produce and the quality obviously the quality is all up there for all these yeah. places that we're talking about but they are just <laughs> Two of the best breweries I've ever, I've ever been to, and and I've had such good experiences there because I've taken people, you know, I've I've had experiences by myself. I've taken you and Sarah to to both, which right. was thrilling for me. It was fucking legendary. Are you kidding me? It's, both it, it was places were phenomenal. Like, okay, so let me just go ahead and throw this out there, and this is a case against my brewery in this case. But Permutation 56, okay, 
Permutation 56 might be the best stout I've ever fucking had. Okay. <laughs> I will never forget this. I, I wake up in the middle of the night and I go, fuck, I need some Permutation 56. God damn. Is that a good beer? Okay. Don't, don't get it twisted. These two are fucking insane. I fucking it's, love it's both of them. It's unfair that one of them has to lose here. We, so just a little background and we, and we went into it, I'm sure at the time that we went there, but let's, let's revisit. Nick and Sarah visited me while I was living in Boston in 2018. So this was, yes. this would have been fall 2018. They, they came up to visit. We had, we had some trouble to begin with. I, uh, my car blew out basically on the way to the airport to pick them up. They hung out for a minute, somehow got that shit back open, switched the battery out. Things were not going well, but it lasted for the weekend that they were here. Yes. <laughs> we, I believe we went to Trillium first. We went to Canton, Massachusetts. This was Saturday morning. No. No. No, we no, no. Tr- so we got there on Thursday. Oh, you, you, you can't. Okay, okay, okay. okay right. Okay, and we, yep, went to, yep. we went to Canton Thursday night. So I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Because we got in at like two o'clock and yes, you like dipped out of work true, early. That's true. Cause I, yeah, I left work early, picked you guys up at the airport and then we uh, got, we got some, no, it must've been Friday morning that we went or Friday afternoon because, because I had to get a battery swapped and that was, that took like, like an hour. I don't think that we went straight from there to Canton. That's true. I'm that's pretty sure true. we went on Friday. So we went Friday to Trillium in Canton, Ohio. Canton, Ohio. Canton, Ohio. <laughs> Canton, Ohio. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out we we drove 14 fan. hours to Canton, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the Pro Football Hall of Fame to get to, to Trillium. We went to Canton, Massachusetts. Yes. Uh, south of Boston, uh, maybe 30 minutes. But or it was so. like late at night because I remember it being very ride. dark yeah. and the, the food truck was closed. Yes. We, we, we ended up. Spending a couple hours there, we had a beer called Permutation Fifty Six. They do a permutation series, which is a bunch of different styles of beer. It's never the same thing, right? Right. That's basically their their stretch. It was it was a stout series. that was like twelve and a half percent alcohol, and we were like, I was like, you know what? I'm covering the whole thing. We're like whatever, we're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, we we all had like a first round. We were like, wow, these these beers are fucking incredible because. They always are. Right. And then we were like, you know what? We should get a uh, permutation 56 because we haven't had it yet. It's a stout. It's 12 and a half or 13%, something like that. We got it. Tasted like chocolate milk. Yes. It was Tasted unreal. like literally like, like I guess cold hot chocolate is maybe a better description of it. The best stout I think I've ever had. Yeah. And I would put it up against literally anything. Again, 13% alcohol. If you had... If you had a full 12 ounce of that, you'd be on your ass. Yes. And it tasted like chocolate milk. It's crazy. That just tells you how good they are at what they do. And that's a and one they make off. The best that was, they ever they never made it again. Or if they did, they rebranded it. But that was one of those like, hey, we're going to throw a bunch of shit in the, the mash tun and figure it out. Like, no big deal, you know? But that's, uh, oh, it's unreal. Unreal. Truly. One of the best places I've been to. Melcher Street is my favorite beer of all time. Uh, it will not change. DDH Melcher, even better than regular Melcher. It's so crisp, so clean, hazy, 
delicious, juicy, all of that stuff that I fucking love. I gotta say, can't uh, really defend it. They so they do these series and it's incredible, right? But then they also back it up with this incredible can art. And and I feel like we have to get down to the nitty gritty here. We have to we have to really drill into what makes one better than the other because Trillium versus Treehouse is not an easy conversation. No, not at all. So no. But their their aesthetic, their their can design, their their bottle design, everything is consistent across the board. Period. So that's that's Trillium, right? One of the best breweries on earth period if not if not the best i mean i could hear arguments for both so let's get into treehouse because it's your pick it's it's a two seed right uh which is absurd to me uh because it is one of the best breweries i've ever been to I wish I honestly wish it was the one seed because then we'd have an easy championship (laughs) but This is, I know. So, this is like, this is the USA versus Russia in the 1980 Olympics in ice hockey, right? Like, it wasn't the final round, but it should have been. So, right. The, uh, <laughs> so the thing about Treehouse is their experience from top to bottom is so fucking consistent. It's honestly like, you're being hugged by your best friend, right? Like you walk in there and it is just so welcoming, so warm, so, so much love. So well thought out yes, as well, because they don't, they don't fuck around with people pushing and, and like getting into, you know, little spats about, Oh, like who was in line first, whatever it is. You get in line, you stand there, you enjoy the people that you're with, hanging out with, whatever it is, trying to get in there. Because I've been there when I could get to the line in five minutes. I've been there when I had to take 45 or an hour just to get into the building to buy beer. Yep. And every experience is the same. As soon as you get in there, it's like, what can I get for you? Love it. I mean, they're so on top of things. Yes. They know exactly how everybody needs to be where they need to be all of this stuff. It's so fucking great. Let's get into a little bit about the aesthetic of Treehouse, right? So I think that overall Trillium probably has them beat as far as like, you know, the, the diversity of the, the amount of like, the, like the labels and the, the types of, of, you know, bottles that they're producing all this stuff. But really Treehouse does, similar things. Yes. The thing that's uh, cool about Treehouse is the way that they have the same logo on every can with different colors and they have this entire palette of their standard beers that they release very frequently and their their one-offs that they also incorporate the same logo into. Like right. it's it's one of the breweries that like it, it it's actually cool when they just make the one logo the center of the entirety of their aesthetic. Right. And I, I will say like, they also do like series of beers, like their, um, the seasons, right. Cause they do like a season, they do spring, they yep. do summer, mm-hmm. they do fall, they do uh, winter. Uh, those ones are very different from the, you know, haze, Julius, uh, green, green sap. Yeah, exactly. Like 
Hayes Julius Green Sap, Doppelganger, Doubleganger, uh, Triple G, Triple J, Triple S. You know, like those ones, like that, that stuff is all the same. But when they do their one offs, it's also very fucking beautiful. Like, yes. <laughs> as, as crazy as it is to say that, it's one of those things that's like, you see spring and you feel spring, you know? So there's like, I, I got to say that I feel like Treehouse is more about the aesthetic. And one thing that I will say for Trillium versus Treehouse is you can't really drink at Treehouse. <laughs> um, just the the way that they do their their pours. Okay, that's a, that's a mark. That's a that's a negative tick, and it's true. Like but it, only it's just tick. like it's just part of it. Like that that is just like you know it going in. Like if, if you have any idea of what you're getting into, because the first time we ever went there, they had sold out of beer, and this was before they had they had. Um, built their new location where we went right when you guys came to visit right we went there they were sold out of beer like this place has been like an underground like revolution for a long ass time right like before before they were even like uh and i think the craziest thing about treehouse is that they don't do a lot of like promotion when it comes to this type of stuff they're not doing like like the the amount of social media posts that like Trillium is for sure. Oh no, definitely but, not. But people are there every single week, on, like on a fucking timer. It's like I'm there. I have to be there. And there were times when I got out of work because I, when I was living in Boston, I worked outside the city by about a half an hour, and it was another forty five to an hour to get to Treehouse from there. Yeah. So there were times on Fridays that I would decide, you know what, I'm going to leave work at like three thirty, four o'clock, drive straight to Treehouse, buy beer, drive back to Boston. And every time I went there, it was an incredible decision because I fucking love everything that they produce. I've never had a beer. I, I'm not sure that I've ever had a brewery because even, even some of the Trillium stuff, I'm like, eh. I'm not crazy about this. Treehouse is one of those breweries. I've never had a bad beer from them. No, never. no, you're absolutely right. And, and that, that's like really, I think what makes it the most difficult decision here is why, why would I pick a brewery that I've had a couple of beers that are fine, you know, less than perfect over a brewery that has some of the best shit that I've ever had in my life. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Honestly, I I feel so. Like I I'm think waiting. that we need. Let's do a little bit of a countdown. If we have, if we don't pick the same brewery on the count of three, then let's do a little bit more of a debate, and we'll we'll come to a decision at that point. All okay, right? so let's so, go. Let's now, go one, two, three, do, and then we'll say what we say what we want to pick. But do it in time. So we're gonna do three, two, one, pick. Right? Not not three, two, one, pause, yes. pick. Okay. Yep. No, right. It, it all right, ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Treehouse. Trillium. Okay. Oh, Divided. okay. All right. So Divided. here we go. Here we go. All right. All right. Now let's let's dive into it a little bit, a little bit more. What's if you had to pick one reason why Treehouse is better than Trillium, what would you pick? Okay. So the reason that I would pick 
treehouse is King Julius. Okay? Triple K, triple S, King Julius. Right? That beer, to me, is like... Ten years ago, if you told me you had a 120-minute, that was like, holy shit, you have a 120-minute dogfish IPA. Like, oh, man, I'm so fucking pumped. No, that's the beer. I'm sorry. I got to say it. Like, I understand that Trillium makes some fantastic shit. Don't get me wrong. But I am leaning hard into the fact that Treehouse has perfected every iteration of each beer. That's it. Very well said. I am going to give my rebut here. The reason that I think Trillium is is just barely a step ahead is the accessibility of it. Uh, yeah. And 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 I hate to to get to that because it's it's a little bit sort of removed from what the beer is, but at the same time, the the ability to get your beer into people's hands, I think always sort of outreaches beer that is maybe a little bit better than something else. And let me let me sort of explain this a little bit more. I I, I honestly don't think you need to. Um, I love Trillium. I love Treehouse. They're both incredible. I will drive if I if I had to drive across the country to get there, and I had no other way of getting it, and planes didn't exist, I would do it to get to Treehouse. I would do it to get to Trillium, but. The fact that they have so many more locations for Trillium, the fact that they continue to expand, they continue to reach out to their customers in a way that is so much more accessible than the way that Treehouse does it, I feel like that's the only argument that I need to make to boost Trillium past Treehouse, which I hate to do because I love them both. Yeah, again, there's there's so much about this matchup that is just bullshit. Okay. We're literally just splitting the, the tiniest little hairs that you can find, but I, I, okay. So I'm going to concede here. All right. I'm going to say Trillium is the winner. Okay. Yes. So moving into the final round, we've got Trillium versus three Floyds. I feel like this is going to be a, a pretty quick conversation. Kind of a walkover. Yeah. I mean, I, I think love it's a walkover. three Floyds. Um, I think that if you experience three Floyds when I did, you might have a little bit better conversation, but again, it's so tough. It's at so this tough. Point, there are so many good ones and, and all really all eight of the places that we've, that we've mentioned, I think could, could like have sort of their day depending on yes. when you went, who you went with, what beers you had, that type of stuff. Yeah. Because everybody makes really high quality beer. That's, that's the thing. There's no weak arm of this bracket, right? Everything was super strong. And so at this point, I think that we can declare Trillium the winner. With- Trillium is the winner. And, uh, 
I'm, I'm happy that I came out on top, but at the same time, there's so many other cool breweries. And, and this is not to say that we have have concluded that this is the best brewery we will ever go to. No, because there's no, so many places for us no, yet to go. That's literally and the opposite. That's what's cool is, is there are so many places that are coming up. I mean, who who's to say that like that Trace doesn't come up and 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 take one of these spots or or any of the places that I've been to? Mo- like Moxa is on my list to get to in California and Monkit like. The fact that I didn't list Monkish is probably like like blasphemy to a lot of oh, people. Oh yeah, no, our, our listeners are going to be pissed that it wasn't on the list. But again, this is something that was thrown together quickly, and we wanted to do in one episode. <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's go ahead and say congratulations to Troyum for winning our shout out. Love them. Rundown. Can't wait to have them again. Very um, excited. Much love to everybody else that we talked about, and I think in depth, I our. Again, this comes back to the love letter to these breweries, right? There's no wrong answer in this bracket, right? Everybody was the right pick. It was just taking the fact that we picked these breweries and putting them against each other. And so I I still think that Treehouse should have won, but I think that Trillium also should have won. So therefore... There's no wrong answers. So, Jake, let's uh, let's wrap up episode 137 real quick here. Uh, what uh, what are you planning on doing this weekend? So i uh, I have the weekend off. I'm I'm excited to to hopefully get around and uh, and do some things. I have, I have a bunch of beer that I need to consume in my fridge, but I would like to sort of get around and and uh, maybe get to a tap room or something and, and try some stuff I haven't had before. Um, in the in the near future, I'm really looking forward to like getting outside of California. Like I, I would like to do some kind of road trip or or even fly somewhere that I can I can have some beer that's a little bit different than what I've been having recently. But there's also a lot of cool stuff I think to find here. So I'm going to be heading up to Sacramento to visit our aunt Chris, who is turning 70 this year. Shout out her. Uh, and I think that there's a, some breweries up there that I want to grab some stuff from before I come back down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm always just on the lookout for some new stuff. If anybody has any recommendations for the West coast, let me know because I'll, I'll add it to my list and I will be heading there as soon as I possibly can. Excellent. So, uh, I got to say, we're going to hit dancing gnome for the garden, which opened this weekend again for the springtime. So, Looking forward to having a beer outside with some friends and obviously social distanced and all that good stuff. But I want to say again, thank you to our listeners. Thank you for keeping this thing going because honestly, if we, if nobody listened, we wouldn't keep doing this. So cheers to everybody. Let's raise a glass, Jake. And uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. And welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. 